Welcome back to the podcast, Conversations with Jeff Bucknam. Dr. Jeff Bucknam is the lead pastor of teaching and vision at Harvest Bible Chapel in Chicagoland, and we're here to have a conversation. This is season six, Jeff, the start of season six. Can you believe it? There's a lot of seasons involved in this. It's unbelievable. Season we just six. make it up, though. We kind of... We do, yeah. We're every just like, five, five episodes, we yeah. just say, it's new season. New season. It's a new season. We'll put something in the middle of it. A little special edition. But this is actually the case because we're in the in the fall now. Like and literally so a new season. Actually the new season. What's your favorite season? Oh, you of know, of all time. Season Season 4 was amazing. <laughs> I don't remember. Sorry, I meant like of of like fall, oh. summer. <laughs> but also now I'm interested to know what your favorite season of the podcast was. Depends on where you live. So I I really like fall. Yes. A lot because mm -hmm. I like the, I, I do enjoy the kind of pumpkin spice lattes. No, no the cooler evenings type stuff. I like. Sure. But where I used to live in uh, Washington state in British Columbia, uh, the summers would did have cool evenings. So okay. I liked the summers there, the fall here. Yeah. Yeah. And the winter in Chicago is just off. I wouldn't want that one. Yeah, I don't that's choose. Not, I don't choose the winter. I feel like not many people choose winter. Mm. Some um, people love the snow and stuff. Some like people you, do love it though. Yeah, if you're a big skier and stuff. Yeah, snowmobiler. Yeah, I actually you found, met a lot of those. I well, I found out that there's a ski hill in Bartlett. Yeah, there is. Uh, What's that's crazy. Uh, yep, it's and right there. I, I somebody sent me a note saying this winter ski in Bartlett or whatever. Maybe it was an old one, yeah. and it had a picture of the terrain, and I was like that is the smallest ski hill. Yeah, it's a hill, very much, Ever. not a mountain. And they were like, here's the double black diamond run and had yeah. a picture of it. And it's like, I'm not sure that you mean <laughs> Yeah, what, what, what qualifies I mean as, a, double as a double black diamond? Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So not summer, or sorry, not winter. Nah. But spring, my allergies go. So fall really is your favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite too, to be honest. Because yeah. yeah, springtime, as things live my sinuses die yeah and summer i like summer too yeah. i like summer like i'm a summer big summer guy I, I thrive i feel like in the summer mm. and then fall is just great because you can bundle up i like wearing long sleeve sweatshirts all right you know i love pumpkin spice so you know really you feel like they released it early this year is that true is that just me thinking of that i wouldn't know dude I, you don't, I don't you don't the, partake i don't follow the pumpkin spice thing <laughs> wow no, I not even hardly. a little. Why? Too not many calories? Like, what's the thing? Yeah, that's the thing I'm usually worried yeah, about. Yeah, me too. Uh, no, I just don't. I don't. I don't drink coffee, and so it's not oh, really that exciting to me. Yeah, I have like I've had pumpkin spice muffin before, yeah. but yeah. it's like yeah, it's got have a you, lot of nutmeg in there. Have you been to like say one of the um, one of the places around here like the fall? Uh, pumpkin patches like go no, or the, well the other day i was uh reading about a place that's in spring grove yeah richardson richardson yeah that apparently claims that they have the largest corn, corn maze in the world yeah, it's massive which i'm like ah come on doesn't some place in iowa claim yeah, that Nebraska. they have the largest corn maze <laughs> in the world is it like the world's best coffee I don't know. Like on those, like uh, all those signs in the coffee shops, we have the world's best coffee. But I, I that that idea of a corn maze, the largest in the world, that that sounds a little interesting to me. Yeah, you like that? 
Making a trip up to... So that's no, just south of where my parents live in Wilmot. Okay. Because Wilmot, south, Spring Grove. Wow. So you used to, did you grow up going to this corn maze? Yeah. Yeah, we went there How Did you always solve it every year? Did you solve it so you could get out? Or did they have to airlift you out? Yeah, they got to bring the helicopter in. Uh, No. Yeah, we solved it. How long does it take you to solve? It's a good question. I don't know. I think it varies every time. Depends how good you are. What's the fastest you've ever solved? (laughs) I don't think we timed ourselves. Really? Yeah. I, I, it's the experience then. You it's just the go experience, in there not the competition. Pumpkin spice yeah. lattes and you walk around. And yeah. Are there a lot of people? You in ever it? go to like a haunted house or like a spooky little, you know, like at a... Well, when I was young, yeah. Yeah. And like, you don't like time yourself going through that, you know. Do they have, uh, do, do they have like Halloween corn maze it, it things because that sounds really scary it's different every year the the they theme it i think differently every single year if i'm not mistaken they still do they really? moved i think they moved the like farm what kind now. of themes like one this year this is the mission like, impossible corn maze <laughs> well one year it was like chicago bears theme like the chicago bears corn they maze. had like the you know the sea like so if you looked at it from like oh and it looked like the, the air chicago it looked bears. like the yeah yeah well that doesn't seem like it'd be hard to get out <laughs> or it'd be impossible so yeah, it's it's a, it's a good spot. That's a good one. Um, Goberts is a good one. Goberts. Goberts. G O E. B B. Were you looking around the room like? Because I'm like trying to check my spelling. That's right, right? Yeah. Where's that? They've got two, so they have one. Oh, in, it's a franchise. It's a franchise. Barrington. What? And, and one South Barrington, and then one in really? Hunt, Huntley or Pingree or. It's like right on the edge of Huntley and Pingree Grove or Gilberts or something. And what, what do I do there? Same thing? So they're different. They, they're both very different. They are um, the one in South Barrington. I don't know what's different about that one. I, we go to the Huntley one all the time because it's closer to our house. They have a train. Okay. Get to go on a little train. Is this train. the kind of thing that's really great for little kids though? Is it's it more? for like little kids to like me and Kelly would go there on a date just because. For sure. Really? Without the kids. Yeah. What other things would you do on dates other than that? Just so we can get an idea. At the Gobert's Farm or like other things? Well, just, yeah, just to get an idea as to where this Gobert's Farm would fit within. So if you, like, if you, right now you say to yeah. me, oh yeah, on our date, we used to go and walk by the river or stuff like that. Totally. Then we'll understand where to place your Gobert's. Oh, date. totally. What, what, what is the kind of date that you. I like food. So we mostly go eat. Right. Yeah. That's it? That's you like just, most of the, you just most go of our dates dinner. are dinner dates. All right. No, like, we'll do walks. No romance. We like walks. No like Segway tours or. That's romantic. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh la la. <laughs> Segway tour. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> do you think somebody probably asked them? A hundred percent. Oh, you Segway? know that they God. did. Somebody, if you have a video or can find one. And you know that they tried to kneel down on the Segway <laughs> and then it went forward and they crashed. <laughs> Oh, do you think anyone's ever for sure someone's proposed on the uh, architecture as romantic <laughs> as the Segway or like the architecture boat tour in Chicago? Yeah, I'm sure, hundred percent, someone is when they get by that big uh, warehouse building where yeah. they called it Montgomery Ward building. Yeah, man, we just went on a tangent there. So Goberts is great. Okay, family fun, All good. Right. Uh, the apple cider donuts oh well real you, good you said the secret word you like donuts well yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've had one or two in my day uh yeah they're good they're- all right so these are great fall activities what other fall activities would you recommend mm. 
during uh, this w- around Chicago. So I'm newish. You're newish. <laughs> what would you, what what give me your best Midwestern? Uh, well, you have fall. you have you have that like whole um, you know landscape of things. You have the pumpkin patch, but you also you also have the the apple orchards, and there's quite a few good ones around here. Okay. Why would I go to an, I mean, to pick your own apples? Yeah, they can pick them for me. <laughs> they could, they can. Come, they, they come actually, to our place. They harvest actually, our fruit yeah, they and actually, you can take it home. They actually do that too. You could just go there. They charge you more. We'll charge you more to harvest yeah, it too. Do a couple things and then you could buy like a whole bag of the ones that they got. Um, and what's the one around Royal Oak? I think is like the big one around here. It's in that's a that's a that's an apple orchard. Okay, and that one's in. Do you have to pay to go to it? Yeah, so you have to pay like an entry fee. Yeah, but then you get like a certain amount of no apples. It's usually the entry fee includes a certain amount of, of apples. like you, a bag, and you get to fill the bag okay. with your apples. All right. Is that in Harvard? Is that right? Yeah. Royal Oak is in Harvard. Not sponsored. Although Royal Oak, Gobert's, if you're listening and you need a place to sponsor. Dude, you, they're the, getting so much airtime right, right now. Right now. We've talked about this for like 10 minutes. Season six. This is okay. a big deal. This is There's okay. Time. One more thing in the fall that I could do with my family in yeah. the Midwest that football game. Yeah, I mean, sure. Fall fall football? Yeah, fall football. Go and watch the... Soldier Field while so, it's still there. All right. Although it'll probably be... Yeah, There's. I mean, there's tons of stuff to do in the city all the time. Okay. All the time. But in the fall, in the especially. In the fall, yeah. I mean, Soldier Field, all sure. Right. Yeah, I don't know if there's any, like, fall-specific things that happen in the city. There's, there's a lot of Christmassy stuff that happens there. Okay. I'll think about it. Yeah, maybe I'll bring maybe I'll bring back. some other things. It's gonna be fall for a while, so it will be. Well, thank you very well, much. Hey, I'm the... just trying to help. You know, <laughs> let's go to commercial. Let's go to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Richardson's. Yeah. Wow, we went. To, there's yeah, we could talk about all the farms. Big farm episode. All right. Well, we're gonna get into. Um, that's our preamble ramble, by the way, for those of you who are joining us. That isn't the actual conversation. We're going to have a... a <laughs> that's just us the talking The new people about, are like, what in the world? What kind of podcast this? is this? Is this just like a, a fall festival podcast? No. This is, uh, this is a podcast uh, about uh, having conversations with uh, folks from our church, uh, whether they're on staff or in our congregation, and just hearing the story that God has given them, and because uh, we believe that everyone has a story. And so we're going to be talking to Kelly Altieri today, who is uh, the controller at our church. Was that just mean, like Tommy? a fine? You know, I, I it means something for sure. And is in that our, the same as a comptroller? Is that? I don't think so. That might be the same. I think the people comptrollers. I think you run for that an office. That's like an office in the city government. It's like an elected like comptroller. So she's not that. She's, she's the controller. Controller um, in our finance team. And you guys are going to have a conversation today. And uh, we're going to get into it right now. Season six. Let's go. I'm sitting here with Kelly Altieri. Kelly, what's your middle name? Anne. Kellyanne Altieri. Yes. 
She is the controller at Harvest Bible Chapel, Chicago. What in the world is a controller? A controller is a fancy name for someone that keeps track of all of the uh, financial transactions in the organization. Okay. And make sure. So, what's the difference between a controller and a bookkeeper? Well, a bookkeeper does the processing of those transactions, and the controller supervises and makes sure that. You're like the foreman of the bookkeepers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tell those nerds what to do. (laughs) Right? Right. I actually have a theory that the word controller was a word that uh, somebody who was a bookkeeper invented because they got sick of being called a bookkeeper. And they wanted some respect. So they said, I'm the controller. No? Maybe. All right. You can research that yeah, and I find prob- out. I probably will. How long have you been a controller? Uh, well, four years. Before that, what, what did you do? What, what, like, what is your training in? Well, I'm an um, accountant by training. Okay. I went to school, uh, got my accounting degree, passed my CPA exam, worked in public accounting, auditing for three years. Oh. Um, did a lot of traveling. Uh, for three years while I was there. And then um, I jumped ship and went to McDonald's Corporation. And I worked in the uh, accounting area in, at McDonald's. Really? Mm-hmm. Like the... Yeah, Big Man. Ronald McDonald. Yeah, McDon- okay. he was my boss. <laughs> okay. Um, it, their corporate headquarters is in Oak Brook, or it really? was at the time. Yeah. Is the original... Where, no, St. Louis is where the original McDonald's No, the original McDonald's is in Des Plaines, Illinois. Shh. No kidding. It's not there anymore. Wow. It was a museum. They knocked it down probably five years ago. But um, uh, Ray Kroc was from Chicago. Okay. And he um, discovered the McDonald Brothers in California. Yes. And you saw the movie, right? I did. The founder. founder. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. watching it. Yeah. So um, I worked at McDonald's for 10 years. Wow. And uh, if in various. Did they give you cheap stuff? That's Uh, what everybody wants to know. If you work at McDonald's, do you get like the little Happy Meal coupons? Well, at the uh, restaurant that was in the building, you got a little bit of a discount. They had a McDonald's restaurant in McDonald's Corporation. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, down in the lobby. And Burger King set up one just out in the the driveway, right? (laughs) Because that's what they do. Yeah, they also had uh, Hamburger University where everybody from all over the world, the franchisees come to learn the process. Wow. So, yeah. What, have you ever seen what happens at the Hamburger University? Yeah, we would take classes there. And so we would, yeah. I mean, you, I I'm some, sorry, you take classes in um, French Fries 101? <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's where all of their training went. Oh, okay. uh, so yeah. whether it was franchisees or the professionals, you okay. know, the accountants, you know, all of that. Not so. the same classes, though, for no. the franchisees and the no. accountants. Okay. Right. Yeah. Did you like it? You like yeah. McDonald's? Yeah, it was great. It was fun. Uh great culture. Mm. Um yeah, and learned a lot. Work hard, play hard, get healthy. And, yeah, eat healthy. <laughs> but uh lots of swag. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um it was it was a great experience and um Why did yeah. you want to leave? Well, I left um, well, my kids were three and going into preschool. No, oh, yeah. So, um, f- 
for seven years, I worked there full time. But then when the kids came along, I worked part time. And then and then I stopped completely there so that I could be at home. So when you're in a, have you ever played that game, uh, two truths and a lie? Yes. Yeah. Is this part of your two truths and a lie uh, that I work for McDonald's? Yeah, it could be. That's a, I, I don't know if I would have believed that one. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't Why? know McDonald's is not, I don't know. It just sounds like something that's not real. Yeah. Do you know? I, I, no. Well, maybe because the only people I know who work for McDonald's are the people who work in the front counter and stuff. Well, maybe because right? you're not from Chicago. You're right. I'm not from Chicago. So I think if you, you're from Chicago, you know that McDonald's headquarters is here. Right. Maybe. Probably employs a lot of people. Yeah. Kelly, where are you from? I am from Buffalo Grove, Illinois. Really? Like yeah. this is the yeah. Chicago area is your hometown. Have you ever lived anywhere other than Chicagoland? Uh, one year I was away at college, my freshman year in Wisconsin. So that, but that's it. Everywhere well, that's else. Interna- basically international. <laughs> it felt a little like that. <laughs> but um, other than that, I born and raised and lived. In, Always in the northwest suburbs because that's Buffalo Grove. and Yeah, Arlington Heights, Mount Prospect. One year I lived downtown okay. um, after college. But, but you are a native Chicagoan. Yes. Or would you call yourself that? I've noticed people in Chicago get mad if you call yourself a Chicagoan and you're not, you, you don't live within the actual city of Chicago. I don't, I, I would say that I'm, I mean, whenever anybody asks, I'm from Chicago, especially yeah. when they're not from. Yeah. Yeah. So area. suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's your family like when you were growing up? Uh, what was Buffalo Grove like when you were growing up? Small. Yeah. Yeah. Was it kind of out there? Yeah, it was kind of out there, um, and my parents moved there in the early '60s, and so um, I, my parents, and I have three brothers, mm. two older, one younger, and um, but you're the only girl. I am the favorite, then the princess. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Daddy's girl. That's good. But um, we, my dad was. While I was, all my memory of him was he was the TV repairman. Oh, wow. And he and my mom worked together in a small shop. Um, my dad took care of house calls. He did house calls to repair TVs back in the day. Wow. And my mom took care of the front end of the office and the retail store that they had. So they sold TVs and repaired them. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you always had a pretty up to, up-to-date television. We did, and like the uh, when VCRs first came out, mm. we were the first to get a VCR. Not a beta. You didn't no. go for the beta. No, it was the VCR. All right. Yeah. All right. What was the name of the shop? It was Bradley TV. Bradley TV. Mm-hmm. And it, did your your parents owned it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was on uh, like a main road in? In Buffalo Grove. In Buffalo Grove? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they had two different... Well, when we were really small, he did it out of his garage. Okay. And then... Um, the repairing? Repairing, yeah. yeah. How in the world did you get into TV repair? Was he just a tinkerer or is he a guy who just well, really will with stuff like that? That's an interesting story. He got his training in the Army. He grew up um, on a farm in Nebraska. Mm. And um, when he was 18, his dad... Um, Encouraged him to join the army and get get out of 
Nebraska and yeah. learn a trade. And so that's what he did. And he learned how to um, repair or repair, not repair TVs, but he learned electronics in the Army. And he was um, uh, assigned to the Nike Missile Program. The Nike Missile Program. Yes, which was part of the Cold War yeah. response um, in the late 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And so these Nike missiles um, uh, were in a ring around the Chicago oh, wow. area. And so there was, I don't know, 20 or 30 sites mm-hmm. underground. Um, and these Nike missiles were like the last defense for the urban areas Yeah, in case of a Russian attack. Yeah. yeah. So um, he learned um, radars and electronics in the Army. Okay. And so um, when he got out of the Army and he was in the National Guard, he was here stationed in Chicago and um, uh, took care of those missile sites. So Okay, so it's just sort of a natural move into the mm-hmm. consumer electronics. Yeah. And uh, one thing that we uh, he told us late in life as he was um, uh, he was uh, suffering from cancer mm. and uh, there was nothing more that could be done, so he was going on hospice. Yeah. He told my mom and I that he and his commanding officer had the nuclear missile codes for the Nike sites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he and his commanding officer were the ones that would have been called upon. Wow. To put the nuclear head on the missile. Well. In an attack. <laughs> I'm thankful that he didn't have to do that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a pretty responsible thing. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't want everybody to know that at the time. Yeah, my mom didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Had she known it, she would have been like, my husband? Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would say. That's what my wife would say. Yeah. You couldn't find anybody else. Yeah. Um, so were you a Christian family? Did you grow up in, was it a... Uh, we grew up in a Lutheran tradition. Okay. Uh, my dad was um, religious, but my mom was not. Mm. Um, but um, she went along with it. Um, but we... So we grew up Lutheran, so we went to church on Sundays, yeah. and um, and my dad had a faith and instilled it in us yeah. as best he could, but kind of wandered away from it. Mm. It was more of a head knowledge than yeah. a heart knowledge. Huh. So, um, so you're just there on Sunday, so it was uh, kind yeah. of just the thing you did. Yeah, let's go to. Yeah, and all your family, all your, like your the whole family would go. Um, yeah, you know, my two brothers that are older are four and six years older than me. So they were starting to get out of the house by the time I don't really remember. I mean, when we were small, we were all going, but yeah, my sister was six years older than me and I don't really, I remember her being in our house, but not as much. Yeah. 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 So it was important to my dad and, um, was it important to you? Uh, not growing up, it was, it was a chore. <laughs> it wasn't something that I enjoyed. When did it become important? Kelly, is it important? <laughs> it is important. Okay, it's everything sure. now. Right, I just want to make sure. It's everything now, but growing up, it wasn't. <clears throat> um, well, um, it, part of my story of coming to faith was after I was married 
Mark and I um, had been married a few years. Um, and Mark, um, I mean, we were in our late 20s and uh, out of the blue, Mark got really sick. Mm-hmm. And um, it ended up be- being uh, bladder cancer. And so I, that started the journey down, like, what is life really all about? Yeah. And um, so um, one of the things that helped, one of the seeds that was planted back then was um, every year we'd go back to Nebraska to see my family. And when we're in Nebraska, we go to church mm. because that was part of their um, culture. And uh, when you go to see grandma... Yeah, you, you got to go to church with grandma, yeah. and um, the the preacher that day happened to uh, be talking directly to us, <laughs> and and Not things started, yeah, yeah, starting to click as far as you know answering some of the why are we here kind of questions, yeah, and so that started the journey for us into <coughs> um, discovering, you know, what. Um, who Jesus is, and um, and Mark came to faith uh, shortly after that through um, a couple different. I mean, his older brother was a Christian, so he he used uh, Keith um, to ask questions of, and then um, through Christian radio. Oh wow! And what were you listening to? Um. Uh, there was a Christian radio station here at the time called WYLL and Dick Staub had a talk show and um, the Bible answer man, Hank Hank Hanegraaff. So all of those um, uh, radio preachers were kind of um, instrumental in helping Mark uh, come to faith. So he came to faith in Christ before you did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, after we got back from Nebraska, um, we decided to find a church mm. and, you know, get back to church. And so, um, uh, went to the local church here. In, what was that uh, like? I mean, it, Prospect. I'm just interested to know what happens when you're in your late, was it late twenties? Late twenties. Yeah. And you decide that you're going to go to church for, do you have kids at that point? No. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just the two of you are going to go back to church and yeah. you haven't been for a long time. Yeah. It was, you know, it was, it was, Wonderful. I mean, it was like walking in. We didn't know anybody, but uh, the pastors were very welcoming, and the people were all very welcoming, and it was a um, a really good experience. And they were uh, very helpful um, in plugging us in and helping us to find um, a place where we could ask questions. Mm. And so it was um, through that process where um, I came to faith. That's in fantastic the, in the like they're new believers kind of small group kind of thing that's fantastic yeah um were you into going back did you were you into like sports or or like or, what what was the th- if i had met you all those years ago what would you have said or what what was your passion or the things that you would really into when you're a kid um i dabbled in a little bit of sports but i wasn't very good at it <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm not the most agile so um but i had a f- friends that liked to play softball so i played softball for a couple seasons yeah. and um and um i would say that if you knew me back then i was um 
very much into like um, hanging out with my friends, um, bike riding, oh, yeah. um, and um, you know, playing like just after school, yeah. going and hanging out with your friends, yeah, and Marcy play, yeah. You just go and yeah, ride your bikes all over the place, yeah, yeah, all the yeah, throw rocks so. at the boys, sure. <laughs> Throw rocks at the brothers or while that, you know, yeah, annoy the brothers as much as so possible. So were you uh, tomboyish or more girly girl or mixture or what? I was more tomboyish. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> Didn't um, like wearing the dresses. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a fight with my mom yeah. on those rare occasions that yeah. it was required. Yeah. So. <laughs> Why can't I wear it? Yeah. I got a great picture of my, my, my wife when she was a little girl. She's got these... Uh, do you remember those long, long tube socks that came up to your knees and mm-hmm. had the three stripes on them? Yeah. She is wearing these tube socks and a pair of like, I don't know, like those shorter 1970s shorts. Mm-hmm. And she looks like like she's ready to beat up every boy in the neighborhood. It is very, <laughs> it's pretty good. If you know my wife, uh, you would never expect that to be the case. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, she grew up in a similar but she was she had all sisters, so oh, okay. I think that she probably was the most tomboyish of all the sisters, which is wow. which is interesting. She wasn't treated as a princess. I find that interesting though that you were the little girl and mm-hmm. and you weren't uh, you weren't like owning the girliness thing. No, I I liked hanging out with my dad. Um, I would go with him <coughs> on service calls. Um, oh wow! Or hang out at the store. Could you could you fix uh, televisions and things? <laughs> no. I could hand them tools. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But nothing, nothing rubbed off. So if I give you a computer or something today, you're not going to be able to. No, you'll have to call Philip. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Philip is here at the church. He's our IT guy. Yeah. So, um, when you go to where'd you go to high school? What's the name of your school? Buffalo Grove High School. Buffalo Grove High School. Is mm-hmm. it still the same school today? Like, if you go yeah. there, is the same buildings and things? Same building. I mean, they've expanded um, since I was there. But they didn't tear it down and put a new one up. No, wow. it was new um, in the seventies. Yeah. So Kelly, that's a while ago, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was not there in the seventies, but yeah. Graduated in. Am I allowed to ask that? Oh, 1983. Wow. Okay. So this yeah. is our, yeah. 83. Good. Yeah. So are you going back for now? Do they have reunions, reunions now? It's 83, 40 years. Yeah. Um, actually, the reunion is coming up next weekend. Are you going to go? <laughs> um, I, oh, don't, I shouldn't have asked you that. Yeah, I'm not sure if I am. Yeah. Um, but um, my girlfriend and I, uh, I just saw her last weekend and uh, known her since kindergarten. Oh, my goodness. And um, we talked about whether we were going to go or not. So and it's an, it's a conversation yeah, anyway. No. Yeah, yeah. But uh, another cool fact is my kids went to Buffalo Grove High School, too. Really? Yeah. So They didn't have any of the same teachers. Please say they didn't have any of the same teachers. Did they? No, they okay, did not. Okay, because I was just going to be like, wouldn't that be crazy? yeah. I think that there was one Spanish teacher that was there when I was there, but they never had her. Okay, but she and then she retired pretty okay. fast after yeah. they got there. So, so um, you get through high school, and your heart's desire is to become what? I didn't know what my heart's desire was then. Um, I had a boyfriend then. Oh, what was his name? 
Dan. Dan. And um, I was going to college, and um, we, you know, were probably scared of the future, and so we felt like we got engaged. Oh, wow. <laughs> so In high school, just after high school? After graduation. My goodness, yeah. Yeah. Was that common here, that uh, of people that age? I don't know. Mm, no, okay. it wasn't. So, um, but I... It, I think it came out of a place of fear mm. of change and um, trying to hold on to something that really ultimately, obviously didn't last. Yeah. So, um, but I went away to school for a year and in, in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin. What was the name of your school? Uh, University of Wisconsin, Whitewater. Whitewater. Yeah. All right. So why, why there? Just because it, it was close. Program? No, close. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was close. And um, so went there for a year, came back home. Um, I decided that I wanted to work while I went to school. Um, and so, and part of the draw back home, of course, was Dan at the time. Yeah. And, um, and but I started. Did you guys set a date? No, 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 no. Okay. So engaged, no. but no date set. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but after uh, being home for another year, um, it became apparent that, I, you know, uh, we were going in different directions. Yeah. And so, um, in what way? Um, just that I knew that it wasn't that the relationship was more in our past Yeah, and it wasn't something that we were going to grow together in. Yeah. And so I ended up ending it and, um, how many years did you date him? Four. In oh total. my goodness, Kelly. Yeah. So that would have been very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So that was hard, yeah. but I felt like that was the right thing. You know, I, yeah. Yeah. So, but. Um, and then you start, you were going to school at the same time. Right. Where were you going to school and what were you, were you studying to become an accountant? Was yes. that the thing, finance is the thing you were yeah. interested in? After that first year of college, I decided to major in accounting because I was good at it. And I was interested in it. And so I went to uh, Roosevelt University here okay. in Chicago. Yep. And uh, and I worked at the same time. Okay. So um, doing similar work. Right. You know, bookkeeping kind of work. Mm -hmm. so. so when did you meet, how, how many years, did, was uh, your husband the next guy you dated? Yes. Okay. And mm -hmm. how many years between Dan and your husband? Remind me of your husband's name. Mark. Mark, that's right. Um. How many years between? Mm, three, maybe. Oh, wow. How did you meet Mark? Um, that's an interesting story. We uh, met at a Christmas party of a mutual friend. Okay. And um, our mutual friend, actually, her name was Trish, and she actually dated Mark's brother. Okay. And so was close with the Altieri family because she dated the brother for a while. And so when she had a Christmas party, she invited the Altaries to come. And, um, and then also of course, uh, me and my, uh, you know, our, our, our crew. Yeah. And so, um, we met at a Christmas party. We were talking, um, and, uh, we were playing Pictionary. Okay. And, you um, just love the way he drew those. <laughs> 
No, it was, we connected. Let's say that. Just through. Did he cheat, though, at the Pictionary? Pictionary's a very easy game to cheat at. Well, you'll have to ask him that. I bet he did. I asked him if he did right then and there because um, the word was illusion that I had to draw. Mm -hmm. How do you you draw illusion? I don't have any idea. So, and not being super creative about all I could figure out was to draw a ghost. Yeah. And it looked kind of like a Pac-Man, more than a ghost. <laughs> and and as soon as I had the ghost on the paper, he's like, illusion. I'm like... Cheater. You saw it. You know it. what? That's ridiculous. You saw it. He's trying to impress you. It worked. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Here we are, 33 years later. So, so did you know right at the start that you were interested in this guy and he was interested in like love at first sight kind of thing? Yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah. well, that's fantastic. How long did you see each other before you got married? A uh, year and a half. Right. So, Did you know he was going to ask you to marry him? <laughs> no, I didn't. We so didn't you, talk about you it. You didn't? No. So actually when he, he... surprised me. How did he ask you to marry him? Uh, we were on a beach in Jamaica. Yeah? And he got down on one knee and he had a ring. What did you think at that moment? <laughs> because if you never talked about it, were you like, what? what? Uh, yeah. Was, that's, that's gutsy on his part. Yeah. That's why guys talk to the, the girls now is because they don't want to get down on that knee and be rejected. Yeah. And he had bought the ring. I know. Without my input. Yeah. So, yeah. What a guy. Yeah. And it was an immediate yes. Or did you have to wait and think about it? No. It was an immediate yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then you were engaged for how long? A, a year. Okay. So, dated about nine months and then... Yes, you married uh, Yeah. And how many years have you been married? 33. Ah, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. And you were married how long before you had kids? Eight. Eight years. Yeah. Now, I know a little bit about your story, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had children by IVF. Is that right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So explain to people what that means. In vitro fertilization. Okay. So we had a long journey of infertility. Um how soon after you got married, were you interested in having kids right away? Or is it something you guys were no. hoping to wait for anyway? Yeah, we were waiting and um, uh, we became you know, both born again Yeah, at that time. Um, and then we started um, thinking that um, it, it was time. And so um, we ended up... Um, started to try like yep. normal couples do and it just wasn't ever successful and so that started us on a journey of did you have to, i mean you started eventually saw doctors right. and others and asked right. what was going on and right yeah were and they able to give you some guidance about all of that um it was always a, a unexplained they couldn't figure out why right and so um was it a hard decision to turn to ivf it was. I mean, it was after a very long journey. I mean, I was. Uh, we were trying for uh, four yeah. years, um, increasingly more invasive. Yeah. Um, and a lot of. I mean, for anyone that's gone through it, the roller coaster of emotions oh, every month is just like super high highs and like really low lows. Right. And so. Um, it was uh, probably, um, I could 
get pregnant, but then they wouldn't, uh, the pregnancy wouldn't last. Yeah. So had several miscarriages. Yeah. Well, that would be explain the, the height of excitement. Right. And then the low of losing right. the baby yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. 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 So how did you deal with that? Was that, I mean, that's a hard thing to deal with when you're kind of, especially as a new Christian and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, so much weeping and gnashing of teeth yeah. in, in that, in that journey and, um, just crying out to God. And, um, we finally got to a point where, um, uh, it was just like total surrender. I mean, after the last one, it was ectopic and it just wasn't going to um, survive. Yeah. And I, I said, you know, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And On the roller coaster so much. Yeah. And um, Lord, you know, your will is better than mine. And obviously that what we're doing here is not working. So I am content with whatever it is that you have for me mm. and just total surrender. And we took a break. Yeah. And um just to heal and to pray and to seek wisdom. Mm. And um at the time Willow had a um support group, like a short term support group for couples that had infertility. Yeah. We did that and met some fantastic uh, couples that were in similar. Do some of them choose to do IVF as well? Uh, a couple did. Couple did adoption. Yeah. Um, what was it that uh, drew you to in vitro fertilization? Um, just the the genetics, the legacy. Yeah. Um, I guess that was one of the things that was more important for us. Yeah. So, um, but. That wasn't something that we jumped into lightly and um, got counsel from our, you know, our church and our pastor and um, got some good counsel from him just saying, you know, it, it was his view that, you know, medical conditions required treatment, but they can be, they're neutral. They can be either good or bad. Right. And so, um, be careful and, you know, and do, um, you know, if the Lord's leading you that way, then, you know, just don't, just don't let the doctors take control of yeah. it. You need to stay in That's control right. of it. So what round was it that One. you got the first time? One. Yeah. First time. Wow. And, and triplets. Yeah. Triplets. Yeah. Kelly. <laughs> so I imagine your pregnancy, though, was like, I don't know how to say that, Unsu- unsure the whole time, because given what you had experienced, were you like right. unsure the whole time, just being like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. Was there any stage that you passed, like first trimester or anything like that, that you felt like, okay, we're out of the woods? Well, after the um, 16 weeks, I felt a little better yeah. um, in terms of being confident that this is going to work. But um, we did, um, um, uh, we had to 
supplement my hormone levels yeah, yeah. with progesterone. So Mark got to give me like have some shots oh. every day in order to increase my I would hormone have levels the whole time. Yeah. He's probably good at it now. <laughs> well, he was good at it then, but yeah. <laughs> haven't had to do it since. Yeah. But um, so we were able to carry the triplets. I was able to carry them to term 36 weeks. My goodness. And I was on bed rest for three months. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, I had motivation. Yeah. And the more I complied with doctor's orders afterwards, you know, yeah. being on bed rest, the better off. Yeah. The outcome. And um, we were able to, you know, have three healthy babies that came home at four days old. Unbelievable. Yeah. But then you're thrown into motherhood. <laughs> well, not just motherhood. Like you're outnumbered. You right. are, you got, went straight to running the zone defense on them. Right. Because goodness gracious, all. Yeah. That you were outnumbered. Yeah. So tell me what, what are the. What are the most, I don't know what interesting, like what are the most memorable things about having triplets or things that are, were ve obviously very different about having triplets than say the friends that you had who had one at mm -hmm. a time, things that you had to deal with? Well, I mean, overall, each stage of the child's life is super intense, but then it's over. So we went through, you know, potty training once mm. instead of multiple times, um, but um some of the things when they were infants that were just really special was um, we had them all in one crib <laughs> and um, when they were tiny and keep them separated so that, you know, when you lay them down to go to bed um, and to sleep, they're separated. But even at just a couple of weeks old, when you go to get them when they are up, they're all munched together yeah, well, used to and that. touching each other. Yeah. Yeah, so they always had to be touching each other. That's cute. Yeah. That's, so That's great. Did you get like a super stroller? We did. We had a triple stroller. <laughs> it was stadium seating, you know, yeah. so <laughs> the one that was in the back could yeah. see. Yeah, And, um, yeah, we were a sight to behold. <laughs> I bet. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it eats, no, so uh, you had uh, two girls and a boy. Right. That's right. And what are their names? Brendan. Is the oldest, and then um, by a hair, by two minutes. Oh, boy, yes, and then um, Sarah is the middle child, mm -hmm. and Katie is the youngest. <laughs> it's kind of funny though. You like I do, I'm do the other two call, make sure Katie knows she's the baby when two is little, or is that just like nah? We're all uh, they're all in it together. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, that's fantastic. But um, yeah, they uh, they were. Do is there a bond, do you think, between them that's not the same as sometimes other brothers and sisters because of the fact they were all born at the same time? I think so. Yeah. I think um, they have a special bond. Yeah. And um, triplet telepathy, they call it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do they lo live locally? Uh, Sarah's in Grand Rapids, and then Brendan and Katie are local. Okay. Would so. you like to get uh, your daughter from Grand Rapids back here? <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, um, she's thriving there. Yeah. So. Married? Uh, none of them are married. Okay. So you haven't had to cross that bridge yet. No. That's good news. Yeah. Right. Cause that, yeah, the whole yeah. beginning of life was hard, but wait till the others come along. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
That's fantastic. How did you get to Harvest then? You said that your workplace, you were at McDonald's for a number of years. Right. And then you end up getting to the end of that time because your kids are little. Did mm-hmm. you just, you stayed home for a while or is it? Well, Mark uh, and I had our own business. Um, Mark is a tradesman. He's a custom cabinet maker. Oh, wow. Custom woodworker. And, What's his business? Um, well, it was called Progressive Woodworking. Okay. But it's no longer. Oh. Um, but for... Uh, over 20 years, he was in business for himself. And mm-hmm. so when I decided to stay home and not work outside the home, I was helping him yeah, with his doing business. Yeah, business, yeah. Yeah. So I did that um, all through um, from the time the kids were three all the way up until um, uh, they were going to high school. Okay. And that's when I started working full time here. Okay. So how many years ago from now? Uh. 11 years I've been right. here on So staff. you've seen a few things, Kelly. Yes, I have. In your 11 years. Yes. Uh, summarize your time at Harvest. Hmm. It's been a time of great growth for me. Yeah. Um, and reliance on the Lord. Yeah. Um, it, it's um, the, the uh, faithfulness of the Lord I've been able to see front row yeah and uh so it's it's been a of course seasons of extreme trials um but seeing the lord work through all of that yep. and in my own heart um has been um something that i wouldn't trade yeah i mean there was a lot of attention paid to the financial operations or harvest for a period there so i imagine it felt like you were probably on the microscope a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would have been hard to, hard to make sense of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, um, yeah, it was hard. It was really hard. But do you ever think about not sticking around? Yeah. You're thinking of it not right now though. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Can I just leave now? This guy. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, we had to struggle with that. I, for sure. I, I struggled with that. Yeah. But um, why'd you stay? I stayed because um, the Lord wanted me to. Yeah. And uh, I was determined to see it through. Yeah. Because this is the Lord's house. Yeah. And nobody else's. And so um, I was going to be here as long as the Lord said that I should be. Well, I'm thankful you're here. Thank you. I am. The, the, uh, The finance department at our church or however you want to call that. I think Mm -hmm. that's the way you'd say that. The money people counting is uh, filled with really, really capable, ethical people, Mm -hmm. which is, um, you know, obviously going to be the case given the, the recent history of the church and some of the mistakes that some of the other leaders had made and stuff. So there's going to be a doubling down on that. But I, uh, coming here actually, I was uh, pleasantly surprised at how uh, capable and, ethically minded they are mm-hmm. uh, like you were with Jeff Sharda who I love to pieces yes and I love the fact that he is uh, so careful and deliberate about all of those things mm-hmm. and so um, you also know that everybody in the church has nothing but great things to say about you like seriously <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like Kelly yeah people uh, are very 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 glowing about about you and your work. So I'm thankful that you're here and doing such good work. Thank you. Uh, for the kingdom. Thank you. And that you stuck it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, listen, I've got a, a couple like last second questions for you. Okay. These are these are just rapid fire questions. Okay. You need to answer uh, re- pretty pretty quickly. Okay. Uh, what did you do for your thirtieth anniversary? We went out for dinner. <laughs> okay. We didn't do anything. Did you have you ever yet. done anything special for anniversaries? What was the like? Was there a twenty fifth anniversary, or are you guys just not anniversary type folk? Uh, we're yeah, we're not anniversary type folk. Okay. If you had anything you could do in a given day, just anything, I'm going to give you the f- freedom to do whatever you want on the day. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, spending time outside. Um, Just standing in your yard? Going going for walks like in the forest preserves or, you know, nature trails. Um, uh, Spending out time, good cup of coffee in the morning with the Lord and then um, uh, making a good good meal for dinner. Okay. Simple things. What's a, what is a, uh, an unknown or little known Chicago secret? you should share with people who are new like me. Chicago secret? Yeah, something that people don't really might not know about, but it's pretty great. The bears are moving next door. <laughs> <laughs> they did are. You, did you hear <laughs> about that? <laughs> I did. So they're supposed to be moving next door. Oh. So that would be fun. Um, I can tell you some fun out-of-the-way restaurants okay, to go to. There's a um, Polish restaurant up in Antioch. Okay. It's right on a lake. It's kind of fun and what's it called? Reflections. Reflections. Got it. Um, there's various music places to see music. All right. Live music. What's the best one that I can do? Um, or the one that comes to mind. Well, if you like jazz, there's several downtown mm-hmm. that are really good. The Green Mill. Green Mill. Yeah. Is. Do you like jazz? Yeah, I do. Okay. Mark and I both like jazz. So if I come over to your house. You're going to have jazz playing on the stereo? That's, that's the version of music that you probably would like the most. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Sure. My dad was right into jazz. Was he? Yeah, big time. Yeah. Big band and jazz. Big band. Yeah. Mark likes progressive jazz. Oh, yeah. And um, I like more of the big band and swing. But um, Do you dance? Uh, poorly. <laughs> okay. My son does. My son does taught he? us how to Kelly, swing I got to tell you right now. Uh, we are already putting together some Christmas party ideas, and one of the ideas is to have you involved in dancing. Oh, gosh. Just so you know. That would yeah. be a disaster. No, we're going to uh, get you to do a karaoke of, of a rap song, and you have to hip-hop dance. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah, thank you. God bless you. The rest of you, hey, look, thanks for joining us. Beginning of season six. There's more to come. See you next time.